A little girl was on her grandfather's lap as he was reading to her a story. And every so often, the little girl would look up from the pictures, because it was really a picture book with some words, and she would touch her grandpa's wrinkled face. And then she would touch her very smooth cheek. And this went on for a long time. And finally she said, Grandpa, did God make you? Yes, honey, God made you. Or God made me a very long time ago. And she thought, and she said, Grandpa, did God make me too? Oh, that's right, honey. God made you just a little while ago. And the little girl thought about this, and then she said, God's getting better at it, isn't he? <laughs> are you? Are you getting better at it? Not getting better at making people. Uh, for most, that process is fairly straightforward. The evidence is in the room. But are you getting better at faith? Today's Gospel reading from St. Mark is a very famous passage in which Jesus calms the storm. Peace be still. And it also includes that famous line of Jesus to the disciples, Have you still no faith? But what is faith? The church is in the disciple-making business. And the business of disciples is to follow Jesus every day in every way. I'll rewind that just for fun. The Christian church is in the disciple-making business. And the business of disciples is to follow Jesus in every day in every way. Does that take faith? Yes! You betcha! But what exactly is faith? Dr. Charles Spurgeon, the great 19th century English preacher, defined faith in this way. Quote, What is faith? It's made up of three things. Knowledge, belief, and trust. End of quote. Knowledge, belief, trust. Tell someone nearby, knowledge, belief, trust. Knowledge relates to the doctrines or the ideas or the official teachings of Christianity. Belief relates to agreeing with the knowledge presented. It's not enough just to have the knowledge about something. You actually have to believe in it. You have to make an assent. You have to say, yes, I believe that teaching is true. Or no, I don't. And trust is leaning on your knowledge and leaning on your belief. It's living it out in your daily life. It's the difference between having a religion of ideas, oh yeah, I have all these ideas about God, and having a relationship of faith. It's the difference between being a churchgoer and a disciple. So again, that will repeat after me. Knowledge. Knowledge. Belief. Belief. Trust. Trust. Very good. We're awake. So, an example. A particular professor at a university, a religious studies professor, may have a vast knowledge of Christianity. She may have a vast knowledge, much more than most of us in this room, and yet for her, religion is simply an academic study. She doesn't believe in all that 
and she certainly does not trust in it in her daily life. Another example. A young man grows up in a Christian home. Whatever denomination, Roman Catholic, Baptist, Jewish, Roman Catholic, whatever. He grows up in a Christian home. And so he has a basic understanding of the knowledge, the teachings of Christianity. He even says, oh yeah, I believe in all that stuff. But he does not trust in it in his daily life. And thus his lifestyle looks no different than any other respectable and ethical atheist. Which, by the way, most atheists are. A final example. In the 1850s, Charles Blondin walked across Niagara Falls on a wire several times, often carrying props to demonstrate his skill. And one day he asked a crowd of onlookers, and there were a lot of people who came out to watch the show, see if he would fall, I suppose, to his death. But he asked the crowd whether they believed that he could carry someone across the falls on his back while he was walking on the wire. Well, based on his previous successes, knowledge, they believed, assented, that he could. But then Blondin asked for a volunteer. And nobody came forward. They had the knowledge that he could do it. They believed he could do it. But they did not trust him enough to risk their life. Knowledge, belief, trust. So when we think about knowledge and belief and trust, we see that you need all three ideally need to come together to make faith work. So when you think about your own experience of faith, is your faith just knowledge? You have some ideas about God? Or is your faith just belief and knowledge? Well, you sort of believe those are true. Or is your faith just trust? Do you have some trust in some vague awareness of God? But trust is something you know very little about. But sort of be like going up to a stranger and saying, Hey, I'll be back in a bit, but here is all of my money. Okay, take all of my money and I'll be back. Just hold on to me for a bit. Does that seem like a good idea? No, that seems like a foolish idea. Or what we might call blind faith. Now I'm going to ask you to tell me whether this next statement is true or false. Christianity is based entirely on blind faith. False! False! There is evidence, there is logic, there is argument, there is history, there is experience. And so maybe time for you to take a serious look for the first time, or maybe the first time in a long time, about the truth claims, the doctrines, and the teachings of Christianity. Take a look at those. Now, here's some questions for you. It's a pretty simple question. Do you need knowledge, yes or no? Yes. Do you need belief, yes or no? Do you need... Well, let me say it this way. Based on your experience with relationships, and friendships, and in family life, would you say that trust is what makes it or breaks it? It is. You can have all those things, but if you can't trust, then it really doesn't matter. Christian pastor and author, the Reverend Dr. Graham Standish, writes about faith in this way, quote, Faith is much more than belief. 
It is a deep trust in God. It is an abandoning to God in which we surrender our control and our power. Trusting that God will act to accomplish something through us, with or among us, something wonderful and powerful that we cannot accomplish on our own. End of quote. Did you know then that faith can be fed? You can feed your faith. One example of that is the Eucharist. But the opposite holds true too. Did you know that you can starve your faith? Ignoring regular prayer and worship is a way of doing it. So have you been feeding your faith or have you been starving your faith? Always put as much effort into your faith as you do your doubt. Highlighter to the other highlighter folks, take it home to the bank. Always put as much effort into your faith as you do your doubt. And when you come forward this morning to receive Holy Communion, don't just receive bread and wine, but receive a strengthening of your faith. Receive Christ. Faith is a gift. The Bible talks about the gift of faith. And there are some in the Christian family who have this gift in abundance. But for a lot of people, maybe for most of us in this room, faith ebbs and flows. Particularly the trust part of faith. Now it might be that you are skeptical by nature. Maybe intellectually you're sort of skeptical by nature. Or it may be that you're skeptical because life has thrown several storms at you, and you have never felt that Jesus has ever said to any of those storms, Peace be still. And so it leaves you wondering about God. But none of those things, if that's been your experience, disqualify you from being a Christian. As we say at St. John's, doubts are okay, questions are welcome, please come as you are. Okay, folks, now for the tough spiritual homework part. Here we go. Has your faith grown lately, or is it weaker than it used to be? Has your faith grown lately, or maybe you're coasting, or maybe it is weaker than it used to be? If that is the case, that it's weaker, it hasn't grown in a while, then it may be time for you to pray along with the apostles that well-worn prayer from St. Luke's Gospel. Increase our faith. Pray aloud after me. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. Or maybe that very well-worn prayer, which is very dear to my heart, from St. Mark's Gospel, where someone comes up to Jesus and says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Or maybe it's time for you to put into practice those famous words from St. Matthew's Gospel, Love your neighbor as yourself. Tell the person next to you, Love your neighbor as yourself. And perhaps the way you're going to put your faith into action, those words into action, your faith into that trust, is by educating yourself about the crisis at the border. Learning about that complicated situation and perfectly taking action on behalf of the children and the families. Or maybe for you, it's turning your faith into action by helping to feed the hungry here in Dubuque. Or perhaps being a part of our cooling station experiment that you're going to hear more about. Or finding some good cause or some good work 
to do for the sake of God's love. So let me just make a little comment here as a spiritual position. For some people, when their faith gets very weak, or it has not grown in a long time, they need to put their faith into action. And that will strengthen their faith and grow their faith. But for some people, that actually is not where they are. What they need to do is do the serious intellectual work. They have all these intellectual questions. There are obstacles to them to being a believer. So for them, they need to do that work in conversation with uh, thoughtful Christians and others. And then their faith can grow and strengthen. And for some people, it's neither of those things. They need to actually just experience, taste the presence of God more in prayer and worship. And of course, by the way, all of those are things that we all should be doing as a part of a regular discipleship diet. So, the Holy Spirit may be using this sermon to get a signal to you. A signal that it is time for you to do some serious work on your faith. Maybe you've been in church for a long time, but your faith is not very strong. It's time to spend some time thinking about your spiritual health, your spiritual fitness, the state of your soul. The knowing about Jesus and Christian teachings and doctrines. The believing in them. And most importantly, the living them out. And here's some good news along the way. God knows you better than you know yourself. God believes in you more than you believe in yourself. And God trusts in you more than you trust yourself. So with this good news, and by the power of the Spirit... Know God in Christ, believe in God in Christ, and trust in God in Christ. Amen.